This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 5, Episode 3, Closing Time. And let's start it off with some announcements. Uh, first announcement is if you haven't gone to our Facebook page, you have missed out on seeing our new art. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of art from series four, Tefra. Uh, we know it's a little late, but we just couldn't resist. So we, uh, we commissioned it a little bit late in the season. Uh, you guys want to know what Duncan Furter looks like? Go to Facebook. <laughs> He's as creepy as you always dream. <laughs> um, uh, shout out to our artist in residence, Lily Dermeyer. She's great. Go check her workout. She's awesome. And for our other announcement, uh, this weekend will be the first bonus episode for Series 5. So if you are wondering what exactly did happen during that time jump uh, in episode one, now's your chance to find out. Make sure you catch the first episode this weekend. Featuring Roman Mylan uh, reprising his role as Kashmir. And I'm sure everything will just go fine. <laughs> um, but that is it for announcements, I believe. Yep, so let's move on into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM Hello. is about Series 5, Episode 2, VIP Treatment. Yes, every good Shadowrun campaign starts in a nightclub with Freefall Phoenix playing, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Um, yeah, so we get a whole bunch of legwork done. Yes. But I know that uh, Bryn was uh, putting the team in there. Uh, maybe a little bit below their pay grade, um, <laughs> uh, just to get everything, the wheels sort of greased. Um, well, it, it says something about the team that going up against the largest Yakuza family is, you know, the low end of your skill cap. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, you went a little easy on us. We didn't even have to roll for some stuff. So there's, there's kind of the, the thing that goes on, especially in a, in a game like Shadowrun, once you get into like the later levels, uh, sometimes it's a little silly to roll for things. For instance, I believe you're referencing to a uh, mouse had to get marks on a comm link. And I was like, don't, don't bother rolling for it. You get your marks. That's a thing I, I get into when I'm running with high level, like shadow runners, not only people who are experienced, but also specifically characters who have leveled up quite a lot. And I like, with the exception of like a rating five or higher comm link, I don't think there's any chance that mouse doesn't just get the marks. Like she rolls so many dice that like basically when you say you want to get marks on a comm link, I have two options. I can have you roll like four different rolls and I <laughs> roll against you and we bog down the game while I make you work for the marks that you obviously are going to get. Or I can just wave my hand and go, yeah, it's, we don't have to worry about it. And Shadowrun does have a rule in it um, that is uh, called buying hits. It's like for every four dice you have in a pool, you can just automatically get a hit, but you can't combine that with rolling. So it's just like an either or thing. Uh, it's seldom used in actual Shadowrun play, except for in situations like this, where it's like you can look at the disparity between the two opposing dice pools and you can be like, you know what? 
pool number A, Mouse, could buy so many hits with her pool that there's no chance that pool B uh, can actually, like, contest without, like, an insane role and a lot of edge used. And at that point, it's like there's so much that could go into that role or we could just let the story keep moving forward. Yeah, and I guess it's also um, sort of what's the risk of of uh, of failing, like... It's better. It's better for both uh, the pacing of the story and making you guys feel like you you're a class higher than you were before. Uh, to just let you get those gimmies on the non-essential roles, like the 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 easy guys, the things that should just work because you guys are badasses now, like. As a GM, you'll drive yourself crazy by uh, making your players contest with things that they've clearly out-leveled. You're going to succeed, so don't roll. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like roles should come into play when there's like a legitimate risk involved, especially in a game like Shadowrun where there's so many roles. It's like there's no reason to bog your game down unless the role is necessary. Yeah, that's a a really good point, and I think that's a really great thing to keep in mind as your... uh, teams or parties or adventurers or whatever you got um, level up, uh, you should be leveling up with them. So how we want to know from you guys, how do you deal with leveled up players? Do you go easy on them? Do you do you let them have some gimmies or do you uh, make it harder? Um, Does everybody level up as they do? Uh, Hit us up on Facebook. We would love to know. Yeah, and uh, with that, let's uh, let's move on into uh, favorite moments. Uh, what was uh, your favorite moment of the last episode? Oh man, as a player, as a player, uh, I really enjoyed um, sort of getting Mouse's hands dirty a little bit. Um, you know, Mouse runs around in sword punches and everything, but uh, it's rare that she has to not kill someone after attacking them. Uh, and so stabbing that guy with the, the sedative was, uh, was, I was nervous and that was really great for me to like, actually be like, Oh my gosh, this is something I am not good at. What if I fail? Oh no. (laughs) And, uh, so that was a really fun, low stakes nerves that I really enjoyed. Yeah, because if you had failed, Nim could just magic at him, probably. (laughs) And everything would have been fine. Or like the drones could have come out. There were a lot of backups, but like as Mouse, I didn't want to fail. So what about you? Uh, What was your favorite moment? Well, speaking of backups, actually, uh, my favorite moment as the GM was kind of uh, the way in which you guys handled the legwork. Uh, You asked a lot of smart questions and additionally, uh, you guys covered your asses. Um, you split the team up because you somewhat properly assumed like there wouldn't be much for Bumbles or Boomer to do if they were on site at the club. Uh, and so you sent them out to just go hit the pavement and uh, just look for the place because ultimately you guys are on a time crunch and uh, if everything had gone horribly wrong for Nim and Mouse or they couldn't get anything useful, like they couldn't get into the VIP section, all of that eventually just like become superfluous once Boomer and Bumbles have just crossed off all the exit, uh, all the <laughs> possibilities on the list. Like eventually they can just find the place. Um, and that's not to say that like it was useless for Mouse and Nim to go in because you can get more information. Like being able to listen in uh, while they were talking in the VIP lounge gave you guys some more intel that you wouldn't have had if you just went straight to just 
looking with your eyes to try and find the place. Um, but as a GM, it, it's always nice when you, when your runners start to like have contingency plans in place for everything, <laughs> you know, and being like, okay, well, we're going to do this. But if that fails, we have like three other options that aren't that bad that will also come into play if need be. Uh, it all just felt like really, really precise and smart. And it's like, oh my God, you guys are good at shout running now. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're so on theme. We leveled up a little yeah. in our strategy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was, it was satisfying to see as a GM. Uh, it's always nice when... When, when you can see a, a party uh, make what you think are smart decisions. <laughs> but uh, that's enough chatter for now. Uh, you guys are still on the job. Uh, you may have found the location, but you still have to take that place down. Uh, so let's uh, move on in and listen to Series 5, Episode 3, Closing Time. Enjoy! It started how it always starts. New team, new Johnson, new job. Except this time, it was different. First, the runners. You got Mouse, tiny sweet girl. More than a little funny in the head. But that doesn't matter much considering she's the best fragging Decca I've ever seen. Then there's Kashmir. About as green as they come. Clearly out of his element. But when the cards were down, that boy proved to be one hell of a mage. Then you have Bumbles, Elf, Dryad, uh, Eccentric. If you're being polite, you command an entire arsenal of drones with enough firepower to level a whole fragment city block. He's the kind of runner you hope you don't need on a job, but if you do, you're fragging glad to have him around. Then there's me, a big red oni named Boomer. My specialty is sneaking in, geeking anyone in the way, and as the leader of the group, keeping those three in line. Next, the Johnson. On the surface, sounds pretty straightforward. The next runner called Pretty B. Fell off the grid a few years back, but I didn't ask why. I'm a professional. Not a line of work, people are entitled to the secrets. Weird thing was, he was paying his hand over fist to help people. Had his clearing out ghouls from the sewers and Redmond, for frag's sake. Like I said, weird. But... It's not often you get a line of jobs with a little bit of honor in them. So I was on board from day one. After a while, we earned Brin's, I mean Pretty B's, trust. And he let us meet his employer, Lawrence Whitmore. Mr. Whitmore was the last genuine anti-establishment businessman, according to my friend Doc. Publicly, Mr. Whitmore had retired a long time ago when he was like really young. But he didn't really. It was all a ruse. And in secret, he started shadow running against the corporations. When he got too old to keep running, he switched to being a Johnson and hired a team of runners to continue the work he started. But not us. We come way later. The runners he hired back then were Bryn's team. Bryn, his sister Enna, an elf named Lario, and an adept named Jason Black. Bryn told us that all of them had died a long time ago, and that's why Mr. Whitmore was looking for a new team. And that's when he found us. We could continue his mission to protect those who couldn't protect themselves, especially from the corporations. I learned from Doc that when you have the chance to do something good for somebody else, you should do it. So of course I agreed to help. Unfortunately, no good deed goes unpunished, and no organization rises without inspiring a rival. 
Havoc 66 arose as a dark mirror to Whitmore and Bren's work, led by a madman called Hellion. It didn't take long before Hellion found out about us, and we learned that there was quite a lot that Whitmore wasn't telling us. Like that Hellion was actually the not-so-dead Jason Black, the very one that used to run with Bryn. Hellion had turned on his old team, slaughtering them as he defected from Whitmore's cause, which we would learn much later was because he wasn't just operating alone. See, the funny thing about magic is, those of us who are able to harness it are as much under its influence as it is under ours. Hellion had gotten into bed with the wrong kind of spirit. A toxic one. Uh, the spirit drove him mad, uh, desiring only destruction. It took Whitmore's anti-corporation agenda and uh, perverted it, uh, causing Hellion to see violence as the only solution. But before we had a chance to prepare for the coming onslaught, Hellion made his move against the corpse and Whitmore. He broke into the estate and murdered Whitmore right in front of us. Then he stole Whitmore's personal shuttle, blasting off into space. See, Hellion had set into motion a series of events that gave him the opportunity to hit the corporations where it would hurt them the most. Now the thing about AAA Corps is they're much too big to take down. That said, they did put quite a few of their eggs in one basket, Zurich Orbital Station. The station is, was, a seat of power for the AAAs. The Matrix, their bank, and even the corporate court was housed there. Like I said, a lot of eggs in one nice mid-sized space basket. Hellion's plan was to take over the station and crash it on Seattle. Not quite an extinction level event, but certainly a global catastrophe. Naturally the only reasonable thing for us to do was follow him up into space and stop him. Which we did! Sort of. We definitely took Hellion out, just not before he had done enough damage to the station to send it careening earthward. But, with a little help from Mouse, we managed to make the whole space station rigger interface. That's right, for a few glorious minutes, I was a space station. While rigged in, I had to break poor Zurich Orbital apart. It fell into the ocean in little bitty pieces, causing basically no damage at all. And we became global heroes. Except no one knows, because we're Shadowrunners, and the corpse would love to pin this on us, so we decided to lay low, in Whitmore's mansion. It was the only sensible choice. That's where we've been since then, keeping our heads down while Bryn lines up the next job. And that's where I come in. This crusade Whitmore started is more than just a mission. It's my legacy. My name is Nim, and Lawrence Whitmore was my father. Whitmore sacrificed everything for his crusade against the corpse, including his relationship with my mother, L'Oreal. I never understood how he could just neglect us for his greater purpose. When I was old enough to join his team, he didn't offer, and I didn't ask. Some people would consider that a lucky break for me if they knew what happened next. When Jason Black murdered my mother, I faked my death and fled overseas. And it wasn't even hard considering my ability to magically impersonate literally anyone I meet. I needed to start a new life as someone else, to get away from him and, well, everything. I never understood how important my father's mission was until after he died. And then it was too late. It wasn't really a decision to come back to Seattle. It was something else, an, an imperative. 
I have to try to make things right in whatever way I can. I returned to the manor and met Brynn's new team. And apparently the mage they've been running with, this cashmere guy, ended up just like Jason. He turned toxic, betrayed his team, and ran away. I can understand why they've had some trouble trusting me. It took me this long to start letting people back into my life after a toxic mage tore it apart. Hopefully, they're not as slow on the uptake. The last time we left this Shadowrunning team, uh, they were given a job by uh, the Yakuza, uh, one of the clans in the Yakuza, who is being threatened by a rival clan moving in on their territory uh, with the new construction of a Bunraku parlor. Uh, basically, boomers uh, contact Yama, a member of the uh, Sumiyoshi Kai, or needed Boomer and his team uh, to find out the location of this up-and-coming Bunraku parlor and uh, then destroy it completely. The team tracked down uh, the regional boss of Yamaguchi Gumi, Yakuza tribe, the uh, uh, the rivals to Yama's clan, and uh, poked around in his comm link, eavesdropped a little bit, did a little bit of uh, all of the standard legwork tricks to find out where the uh, Bunraku parlor is being set up. Um, not only did they find that out, they also find out that tomorrow it will be open for business, uh, and uh, that would mean forfeiting their pay for this job. So uh, they are moving to get set up. Uh, the Bunraku Parlor is in the the now-abandoned homunculus <laughs> center manufacturing warehouse, and uh, they uh, uh, did a little bit of like visual recon, drove by, noticed that it was definitely guarded, and... Um, uh, I believe they are reconvening together. Uh, Boomer and Bumbles, you guys were there first. You did a little bit of a drive-by. Meanwhile, uh, Nim and Mouse, you guys uh, hopped in, in spot and made your way over uh, to where Boomer and Bumbles are in southwest Auburn. Um, you guys have reconvened at this point, unless there was something very specific someone wanted to do during that time that couldn't be done once you guys reconvened. And, um, what do you do now? Well, it's here. That's it. Can you, is there, Mouse, is there a way for you to tell if there are slaves, I guess, in there already? Um, maybe? I would like to matrix perception to see if there's a host in this building that's active. Uh, go ahead and roll it. Five. All right, uh, you give this thing a nice, good scan, um, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any wireless presence inside the uh, the building. Okay, there's no. not. I can't even see like the door or anything. No. I'd like to a, a sense to see if there's any spirits outside the building or anything like that. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll a sensing for me. That's six hits. With that, you are able to tell that there is a. Rating six mana barrier around this building, um, but you don't see any hosts. You can't see, or I mean, you don't see any spirits, but you can't see beyond the mana barrier. Hmm, that's interesting. They've, they've put up a mana barrier around the building. I bet you the spirits are wandering around inside. In the absence of um, a host and a large magic wall in between the inside and outside, 
it seems like we have to go in and see if the innocent folks are inside. Yeah. Why don't we, uh, Mouse? You got a you got a couple of marks on Takeo's com, right? I mean, I had them, but then I lost them because I had to re-engage the Faraday cage again. If you have his number, then can we spoof a call to make it look like it's coming from Ishimoto? I got a pretty good read on his voice. It's not really a thing that I can do, but I'll search for him and see if I can find him. Yeah, I'll just look. I'll look, and then maybe you will do that. Why don't you look? I'll, I'll shoot Brent a message. I'm going to look. Okay, go ahead. We'll do it at a a noise level 14 before your reduction gear. Three. Uh, Yeah, you scan across the matrix far and wide, and you are unable to find his icon. I, I don't see him. I think we're pretty far away from everything. The noise is really high. Um... I could try to reduce the noise and try again, but I don't know that it's going to be very fruitful. None of the guards had comlinks? She didn't see any. That's interesting, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot Bryn a message that says, places locked up pretty tight. Can you help mask a comlink to look like another comlink? I mean, or I could just call him. And if we can keep him on the line for a little while, I can trace his icon from there. But... Um, it's risky. <laughs> Bryn comes back with a, like, I'm sure you guys can figure out something. I think this is a weird question, but I don't really know a lot about it. How does it, how do they pick people? People to, to use as slaves? Yeah. I imagine it's, you know, people that are in debt or, you know, people they can easily take advantage of. So I guess my question is, would they be taking deliveries? It's it's possible. Um, I I suppose we we could try to, you know, take either Bumbles or Boomer or both of them in. Well, where are you guys at while you're having this discussion? By the way, I imagined we were in. We're the mobile. Okay. <laughs> are you like? trying to do continuous drive-bys or oh no i got like a once over of the place and now we're sort of driving around auburn the cars are you know within a few blocks of each other but not right next to each other until it's go time because i have i have two ideas and i don't think either of them are very good but if somebody else has an idea that's actually good then we should do that but i have two ideas and Bumbles isn't going to like either of them. <laughs> All right. Let me pitch one I do like. Okay. Um, how effectively can you jam signals coming out of an area? Pretty well. Okay. Why don't we get Boomer in his mil-spec armor, and I send the drone swarm in, and we just, you know, room to room, sweep and clear. Are we worried that thinking. they'll kill people? Yeah. How are we going to make sure that the innocents don't get hurt in that? Well, the swarm's very good at hitting what they aim at, and Boomer's quite a good shot, and I can't imagine they're going to kill their merchandise to spite us. The thing with the uh, with the Bunraku slaves is uh, they're going to have complete control over them. But if we do this carefully, go room to room, and like Bumbles is saying, if you could jam everything, keep them from communicating, there shouldn't be too much of a problem. I mean, if it's not a wireless signal, I can't jam it. 
I don't see anything running wirelessly at the moment. So it either means that they have a really good hacker of their own or they're, they're, it's a self-contained, like, wired contraption, potentially a Faraday cage. Like, the whole building could be a Faraday cage. Well, I guess I'll just have to get a data tap in for you, huh? So I'm not opposed to people just going in, but what if, like, I don't know how they, tre- I don't, I, I guess I don't know how they treat them. I just, if we're trying to do the good thing, we want to make sure that we get the people out into, like, a hospital. Well, yeah, uh, naturally. So, but, like, but- if, if they're just going to turn around and shoot them because they're not, they're not worth the hassle of trying to fight over. If we're being honest, that's not the worst fate they could have. It's pretty bad. And it beats being a Benraku slave. Uh, yeah, not by much. I mean, the point isn't to let them have a slightly nicer death and not have to be a Bunraku slave. The point is to take this, take this building out and and not hurt them in the process. Right. Assuming they're even in there. Number one. Number two. We're going to do what we can, of course. They're not just going to start shooting Bunraku slaves over just a couple of uh, couple of shadow runners. That's going to be a lot of money. I mean, if if you, I I trust you guys. So if that's what you want to do, then then we can do it. The only way I can think to find out who's in there without going in there is to talk to the guy we know is more or less in charge of it. And it seems like the way to do that is to call him. Short of that, I I genuinely don't know how we would find out what's going on in there. Well, all I need is is a, a access to any one of their comm links, or we get them to open the door at all, and you want, and the fly spy can get in. As long as it's not a Faraday cage and it just doesn't do give us any information. So basically, what if? Like, we could, like, accidentally crash into the building, and then, like, they come over to help, and then somebody, like, puts a data tap on it, or, like, we're pretending we're delivering somebody, or supplies, or, like, construction supplies, maybe it doesn't have to be a person or something, or, like, we could just, like, go in. Now, these are these are yaks. They're not going to help us if we crash. They're just going to kill us. But- to try to- they're also... We're going to have to work a lot of magic for them to believe they have a shipment coming in, especially if they don't recognize any of us. The Yakuza are very close. These aren't these aren't a couple of disorganized gangas. This is a this is basically a professional organization. Our best bet's just to go in, grab what we can, blow the place up. How about this? If we know Takeo isn't here because his comm link isn't nearby, what if I become Takeo and get inside with a data tap? If it, I mean, that would work as long as it's not a Faraday cage. Well, we'll find out, won't we? The only way we're going to get anything done is to physically go in. If you can get some, if you can get a data tap, maybe get some intel, then... Yeah, let me go in first. Uh, hopefully we'll get some intel. At the very least, we'll find out whether or not it's a Faraday cage. You know? And then you guys can come in after me. Right? You'll come in after me, That's right? That's the plan. Yeah. Please say that you'll come in after me. Anyone but Boomer. Uh, if anybody's going in after you, it's going to be me. It's not a well-advertised point, but I am sort of the team's backup plan. Okay. Well, Mouse, can you do one quick matrix search and see... Uh, I didn't get a, a, a good chance to stay in the room 
uh, when I was in there. Can you just see if Takeo is known to be awakened? Oh, um... It is something that you might be able to find out. Maybe it would take you a long time to search it up. Yeah, I, I, it'll take a while. I, I can. No, that's all right. Could gotta... you, could you like maybe look at the people? If the people who could see you as awakened would also be the people that would be awakened. So if the people at the door aren't awakened, then they can't see you being awakened. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a 50, 50 chance. We'll go with one mundane for now and see how it goes. Okay. I'm worried. Don't worry. Boomer's going to come in after me. Of course. All right. So, um, both cars rendezvous. So Boomer can get into spot because that's where his mil spec armor lives. And I put it on. I would like to, uh, change my face into Takeo's face. All right, roll disguise for me. All right, I'm also going to be following close, so it's less of a response time. That's six hits. All right, you have a rating six disguise of Takeo. And then I'm going to cast fashion to make my clothing look like his. Okay. What force are you casting fashion at? I will cast fashion uh, at force... Uh, one, but use reagents to set the limit to six. Okay. That's four hits. All right. Uh, so with two net hits, you make a pretty decent suit. It's not as nice as what Takeo was actually wearing at the, uh, at the club, but like you get a suit, your, uh, your, um, uh, trench coat splits in, into different, uh, pieces of, uh, different articles of clothing and, uh, create this like kind of pale, uh, white, uh, or this like pale off white, uh, suit and like, uh, uh, gray undershirt. All right. Boomer, you're, you're ready, right? It's boomer time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, you guys wait for boomer to get in his mil spec armor. It doesn't take very long. I practice a lot. <laughs> it still takes some time. But yeah, he puts uh, he puts on his mill spec armor. So Boomer and Nim are approaching the building, right? That's right. Yeah, I um, I drop Nim off four or five blocks away and Boomer wherever he says he wants to be. Sure. I'm just going to get off with Nim, follow close, and then uh, assess and react. Okay. Well, I guess Boomer roll stealth. And both Boomer and Nim roll perception as you approach. That's three hits. Three on stealth, four on perception. Uh, so, Nim, you are approaching uh, the warehouse uh, disguised as Takeo, uh, and you start getting up to the door. Um, what do you do? Uh, is there any, there's no sort of knocker or keypad or anything like that? Uh, no. In fact, uh, there's actually, uh, it's, it's, uh, seems locked. There's like a handle and a padlock. Well, not a padlock. Uh, and like a deadbolt mechanical lock. Uh, I will knock on the door. Uh, Bumbles actually and Mouse, you guys are looking through, uh, Boomer's image link. So you guys can roll perception at minus two. I got a five. I got two. Oh, you got a five mouse? I did. Cool. You see movement on the top of the building through Boomer's image link. And you see that uh, that troll kind of step out to the edge. Mm -hmm. You see him uh, draw an arrow from his back, knock it, pull it, and fire it at Nim. Nim, watch out! 
Nim, because Mouse have alerted you, you can roll a dodge test against this. Yay! <laughs> and then I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative. <laughs> That's one hit. <laughs> uh, your sudden movement because she yelled watch out you more or less didn't know what to do so you just like jumped back and like looked around and an arrow goes shoop, and stabs into the ground right in front of you uh, uh, yeah everyone roll initiative for me mouse what'd you get 30 uh, bumbles 29 uh, boomer 24 uh, nim <laughs> I got an 8 Okay. <laughs> I was very surprised. Uh, Mouse, I need you to roll a matrix perception test for me. Seven. Uh, Mouse, uh, as Nim dodges that arrow, you suddenly uh, see a an icon appear in your VR screen. Um, you see uh, uh, basically a samurai icon appear with a flaming katana. Um, and, uh, you, you see, uh, you see that appear next to you and you step back and you look down at your matrix body and you see that you have three like scorch marks on your chest. What? Do I get to go first? You guys go at the same time, but you did see him as he switched his sleeves down lower. <laughs> what do you do? Cause he is coming at you. Katana in hand, flinging at you to attack you. But your atta- your your turns do go simultaneously, so. Cool. Um, I'm going to pop my configurator in. Sure. And I'm going to data spike him. All right. He lunges at you with a flaming katana. You flourish your uh, your rapier and leap forward with Kreflin at your heels. Uh, you notice as he's running forward, uh, there's like a... a little, like, miniature, like, dragon following behind him. Nine. All right. Uh, you connect. I also need you to roll uh, firewall and willpower to avoid his data spike. Yeah. I also have garden. Reduces okay. any damage I take by one per mark. Uh, so instead of two per mark, it's one per mark. Yeah. Okay. How many hits did you get on the defense against this data spike? Two. Okay. All right, Mouse. Uh, I need you to roll. Uh, your deck needs to resist the matrix damage as you are hit. Uh, you are resisting 10 damage. You roll device rating and firewall. Four. Okay. Um, your deck takes six damage. I also need you to roll uh, willpower and firewall. Uh, as you are racked with biofeedback um, as the sword connects with you. However, you two lunge at each other, slash at each other at the same time. You run past him. Kreflin and this uh, little pseudo-dragon clash in the air and like and claw and nod, nod each other and fall, the, uh, fall away from each other. And you both turn. Uh, your sword connects with him as well. What is your attack rating? Seven. All right. Uh, how did you do against the biofeedback? Eight. Okay. Uh, so you, your deck took six matrix damage, and you, uh, your brain gets racked with two points of physical damage uh, as um, as you are hit with biofeedback. You two lunge at each other, connect both of you. You turn. Uh, you feel the sharp pain in your head. Uh, and, uh, the samurai icon, like, spins around and, like, strikes a pose, but you see that, like, um, uh, that there's, like, a, a, like, 
significant like portion of the armor on the chest that like is like for a second spills out a bunch of like data stream stuff that like then heals up shut you feel like you did a significant punch to his deck and bumbles you're up okay um the troll i'm gonna shoot him with the swan okay so you can get line of sight and range on the uh uh on the troll um, but if you want to be able to shoot at him this turn and not spend all of your drones' actions getting into, like, optimum range, uh, you're going to have to take a minus one. Okay. <laughs> I will take a minus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your drones lift up to see over the buildings so that they can see this guy and take a shot. That's eight hits. All right, you make contact. Uh, how much damage is that with two net hits? That is 17 physical damage at minus 8 armor piercing. Uh, yeah, you, uh, uh, the drones zoom up into the sky, and there's a... Uh, as they, like, kind of spray a firing solution around the mage as he backs up, and then you see the Gauss rifle shot just hit him right in the shoulder, and he spins around, it's like a big gout of blood shoots out of it, and he, like, falls down to one knee and, like, grits his teeth and starts moving, uh, along the rooftop. Okay, um, Spot's gonna get to Nim. Okay. That's the rest of my turn. Sure. Uh, so, uh, Nim, uh, you hear the gunfire, uh, and then right behind you, you hear as uh, as spot like kind of like starts getting close to you boomer your turn how flimsy is that door look uh against what type of force against boomer running through it you'd have some trouble it's a pretty reinforced metal door you shoulder charging it while possible in your mil spec armor <laughs> working in your favor uh it's hard to say if it's guaranteed or not now if you were to damage the door by shooting it as you ran into it all right i'm gonna do that Okay, that will increase your chances. Uh, call it a called shot uh, minus two, um, and then another minus one because you're sprinting forward to try and, and collide with this thing as hard as possible. So a total of minus three as you sprint at this door. I'm also going to yell to uh, to Nim, all right, get behind me. Get the slaves on the spot. We're going loud. We got four hits on the door to shoot it. Uh, yeah, as you're running up to hit it, um, you, uh, you unload with your rifle, just do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and you shoot roughly, like, up and down the, the side that you assume the hinges are on, and, uh, you slam into it with your shoulder, and, um, roll a, uh, roll strength and body, uh, at a plus three. That's kind of a crap roll. Four. Uh, yeah, you slam into the thing, and it kind of goes like, and like, uh, like pops open. You didn't fully sever the hinge. Uh, so instead of it like laying flat, like smoothly, it's like the top hinge, like breaks, slamming the like opposite bottom corner down into the ground and kind of trips you up. Uh, you managed to get it open, but like you are stopped right there. You don't like have any momentum. Uh, and if you weren't wearing hardened armor, you probably would have dislocated your shoulder. Um, but you got it, you got it like open with that action. Uh, and inside you see a basically, uh, two meter long hallway and then another door. And you hear lots of commotion going on inside on the other side of the door. I level my rifle and wait for somebody to come out. Uh, I need Boomer and Nim to both roll a dodge test for me. That's one hit for Nim. Bye for Boomer. Echoing down from the rooftop... You hear some weird uh, language being shouted 
Uh, it sounds as if it is probably Orzet, uh, the Orcish, the the uh, Orcish language that has reemerged. Um, and uh, at that sound, uh, Nim, you're kind of backing up, trying to get your bearings. You, you've turned to see Spot is coming up to like give you like some support. Um, Boomer just ran by you and slammed into a door, and the arrow between you and Boomer that is sticking into the ground glows green and then shoots acid out at both of you. Uh, Nim, I need you to resist 11 damage uh, at minus 6 to your armor, and Boomer, I need you to resist uh, 7 damage at um, minus 6 to your armor. I, I resist it. It doesn't do enough to penetrate. I resist four. Uh, Nim, you take uh, seven damage. And Nim and Boomer, both of your armor ratings are reduced by one. Permanently? Oh. Until it gets fixed up. Uh, the acid has clung onto, you, onto your clothing and armor. Uh, and there's a singeing, burning feeling all over you, Nim, uh, as, like, your eyes get clouded with this, like, smoke and fog. Uh, Boomer, you hear Nim scream, and that's the only real reason you turn and realize that you have acid on you. <laughs> um, oh, damn it. The door, <laughs> the door you're next to is, like, melting away with the acid, and you've got acid, like, chipping away at your armor, but you don't feel it. You just know the integrity of your armor is slightly compromised. Uh, so, yeah, both of your guys' armor, minus one. Oh, frag off. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's your turn, Nim. I'm going to dive into Spot. That's fair. <laughs> if I can find my way into Spot. <laughs> uh, can you can. You're not, your eyes are... You have a slight obstruction around your eyes, but it's not that bad. Spot's hard to miss. <laughs> As you run up to Spot, uh, it goes, arf, arf, and the door opens up for you to climb in. Uh, anything else you're doing? Uh, I'd like to cast Improve Reflexes at Force 4. Okay. I got seven hits. Uh, so you can count four of those. Uh, so your initiative, your static initiative goes up by four, and you immediately roll two extra initiative dice and tell me what the result of, of that is. Eleven. Your initiative is suddenly twenty-three. Lowered down to 13 after this initiative pass. But Man, that acid hurt, but it's motivating. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse, you and this other hacker yeah. are staring each other down. You've made one pass at each other. Uh, you're going to uh, act at exactly the same time. What do you do? I'm going to quick config my deck to switch out my toolbox for my hammer. Okay, you are. Uh, you do that and your, uh, your um, blade seems to shine as if it is polished and, more, and sharp. Uh, in the matrix, a little like bing, right at the tip of it, uh, as the uh, samurai spins around his flaming katana and begins running at you. What do you do? I'm gonna data spike him. All right, he's gonna data spike you. Uh, I'm gonna data spike him, but I'm also going to tell Kreslin to erase a mark. Okay. <laughs> so Kreslin's gonna erase a mark. Sure. Three. All right, you see as Kreflin uh, is sprinting alongside you as you run to make another pass with this samurai, and Kreflin, like, jumps up and, like, gives you just a little lick on the cheek, <laughs> and uh, you feel one of those burns on your chest whoosh, disappear. Neat. So you only have two marks on you now. That's not bad. <laughs> All right, and you are uh, data spiking. Yes. Seven. Okay, uh, you connect. Um, I need you to roll Willpower and Firewall as he is data spiking you at a simultaneous time. Neat. 
Um, six. Uh, yeah, you, um, uh, you two run at each other. Creflin jumps up, licks your cheek. The mark falls off. You see him raising his, uh, his flaming sword to come down on you. The, the pseudo dragon zipping down to try and like hit you in the face. You catch the pseudo dragon with your sword and stab it into the guy as you run by hitting him and the pseudo dragon and also parrying his sword all in one motion. And you spin around and look, you are un- unharmed. You've completely avoided this attack. And you see as his body just goes and disappears into uh, into just data pixels that then fade away into nothingness. Okay. And Boomer, uh, as you're pushing this melting door out of the way to move in, you hear, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mouse. <laughs> yeah. Can I see stuff now, or are there still jammers? Oh, I mean... Yeah, without rolling a matrix perception test, you can see a bunch of comlinks now. Okay, cool. Because they were all hidden by that decker. Yeah. Whose deck now just exploded. <laughs> yeah, in addition to the ugh, you hear... <laughs> um, Boomer, if you have time, can you pick that deck up on your way out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me get the slaves first. We'll come back for the rest. I mean, that's fair. We have such a strange job. <laughs> uh, Bumbles, it's your turn. I forgot to mention earlier when uh, when they heard the the troll shout out that word in Orzet, he also jumped. Uh, there's a there's a um, a roof access door there. He opened it up and ran down into the building. Like you saw that through your drones. Did he get down the stairs? Yeah, yeah. His his turn was to run out of sight and also say a word. Then I will... I guess the drones continue to pursue him. They're going to go do their best to kill him real good. And I'm going to drive the Mach 6 over to the front door. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can get there really easy. Um, Is there anything else you want to do? Do you want to stay in the Mach 6? Do you want to... I do want to stay in the Mach 6. Okay. Uh, You get in there. You see as your drones... uh zoom forward and get inside they're in like a, a little short stairwell with a with a door like uh, in front of them and it's closed uh, you have a simple action you can modify their commands slightly to shoot down the door so they can continue <laughs> they do that yeah obliterates the door they obliterate the door uh, and it, they shoot the fuck out of the hinges in case they've barricaded it with slaves <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um, yeah they have enough damage and enough dice that they can easily shoot down that door um, and uh, the door falls over, and they start entering into uh, into the upper level, which seems to be uh, hallways lined with a bunch of different doors. Um, you don't see the troll, though. He seems to have moved somewhere at least a little bit further away. Okay. I think I'm out of action, then. Yes. Cool. But your drones have made it inside. <laughs> uh, Boomer, what time is it? It's Boomer time! What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it just the door down the hallway? Like I said, like six feet ahead of you. Oh. There's just like, you're like in like an airlock, basically. There's the big reinforced door and then like a normal door a little bit further in. Okay, so the normal door, I probably wouldn't have any trouble just running through. No, not at all. It doesn't even look like that one has like a lock in it. (laughs) Well, it's time to boom the door down and uh, let's see what's on the other side. What do I win? Yeah, you are in a large um, uh, kind of like lobby 
Um, it's been done up really nice. It's got a bunch of like couches and lounges. Uh, it has stages along the left and the right, um, uh, kind of like circular like pedestals um, elevated slightly with spotlights above them uh, shining down. The pedestals are all currently empty. Um, and uh, there's a ton of seats all around. There's a bar. Um, there's, uh, there's a sim rig. Uh, and, um, there's like a DJ station also, uh, like a little bit, uh, or a little further down the back of the, uh, room and winding up behind this, uh, the, um, DJ station is, uh, is, a uh, two staircases leading up to a landing that has a door. They kind of curve around making like a horseshoe sa- shape above the, uh, uh, the DJ stage. Um, at the DJ stage, you see... Uh, an elf uh, leveling a gun at you um, behind some of the pedestals uh, two of the pedestals to your right have two humans behind them um, one of the pedestals a little bit closer to you has a human um, uh, behind it all of them pretty much similarly armed they all look very Yakuza they're wearing suits uh, and they have uh, like submachine guns that are all pointing at you and then um, uh at the top of the staircase on the landing, uh, you see uh, uh, a dwarf uh, uh, looking uh, looking across uh, at you. Um, and uh, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to look around. Oh, nice place you got here. Be a shame if I pull a grenade out, something happened to it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to chuck the grenade at the closest uh, or the, the biggest cluster of gentlemen in here uh wow that's fucking perfect okay um so that would be the two humans off to the side those I'm would be the, at them. those would be the two that you could get uh most easily otherwise there's a guy nearby you and then there's the dj station and then above the dj station on the landing there's the dwarf yes uh please roll <laughs> please roll thrown weapon i got four uh you say you're cool one-liner you pull out a grenade you chuck it uh, and, uh, as it's flying through the air towards, uh, those, um, uh, towards those two guys who are like, oh, and like ducking for cover, the dwarf on the top of the stairs whips out with, uh, uh with blinding speed two uh, Ruger Warhawk revolvers and goes, and shoots the grenade out of the sky and it blows up in the middle of the, in the middle of the room. Oh, well, hello there. You get a better you get a better look at him. He's wearing a bandana uh, 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 on the top of his head. He's got uh, kind of like a scruffy uh, a scruffy sandy brown beard uh, with like a little bit of a, a braid off of his chin, uh, and uh, he's wearing like a, a large leather uh, like trench coat and uh, and like an armored uh, vest. Uh, and then he, uh, he takes that shot and then, uh, he, uh, uh, kind of like ducks down to get better cover. That was a waste of a grenade. Well, I'm going to still get into cover. Yeah. Uh, there's not super great cover you can get to. Um, but like, uh, cause the, like the nearest, unless you want to get right up in the grill of the guy who's behind the, uh, uh, the nearest pedestal, you're going to have to go to the right and like hide behind some of the seats there. And like, you know what? like let's, and let's get into his grill. All let's right. See what so you throw the grenade and you run right up in the guy's grill. Uh, you're out of actions, though. He looks like he's about to shoot at you at point blank range, which actually it's his turn. So he's going to. 
Alright, I need you to roll a dodge test out of minus eight. Zero. Alright, I need you to roll thir- uh, I need you to resist 13 damage at minus four armor piercing. As this guy just just full auto right in your grill just like shoots at your chest. Oh, that was one away from me not having to roll. <laughs> I rolled 10 and then I already resist 8 so 18. So he goes and uh, and it keeps pinging you in the stomach. You, it feels like you're being hit with paintball uh, pellets uh, and uh, he uh, stops and looks at you and you're large Boba Fett styled uh, mill spec armor and sees that he didn't uh, put a dent in that um, but he has a lot of friends who are shooting for uh, to help out um, so uh, I need you to roll a dodge test at a minus two as um, as the elf behind the uh, DJ station and the two humans off to the other side of the room behind those pedestals uh, start firing on you four uh, tell me, does uh, does ten, 10 damage at minus four have a chance of penetrating your armor? No. Uh, then again, you are pelted with bullets from all sides. Just bouncing off of you. You get staggered back a little bit as you're shot from multiple different angles. But as of yet, unscathed. <laughs> all right, that's starting to sting. You're all really pissing me off. <laughs> Uh, Nim, it's your turn. So I'm going to uh, crawl to the back of spot to the Valkyrie unit. Is Mouse laying in the Valkyrie unit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as urgently but gently as I can, I'm going to get Mouse out of the Valkyrie unit. And lay in the Valkyrie unit? And get it, get into the Valkyrie unit. All right. It basically, a little AR display pops up as you're getting into it, and it gives you the option for... Uh, 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 full treatment, or is it physical damage you have right now? Yeah, I'm oh, basically okay. just so you're hitting... Not, you're not dealing with stun damage, so no. stun patch isn't going to help you. I'm hitting acid, 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 <laughs> acid, acid. Help, help. <laughs> what is the nature of your acid, 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 acid? <laughs> Applying medication now. Um, cool. Uh, it's going to take some time, but it will start patching you up. And then I whisper in the DNI to Boomer, Boomer! This is just like Bubba Gun's Eye of the Gun. <laughs> You're in the Eye of the Gun. So what you what you see in DNI is oh hey yeah that's pretty cool, but underneath that helmet that's being pelted with bullets, a single manly tear rolls down his face. <laughs> uh, so after three initiative passes you will be healed free. But if you leave it any time between that, between now and then, it will stop. Okay. Uh, Mouse and Bumbles, you guys go at the same time now. Cool. I'm going to quick config. Uh, the drones continue down the hall. Okay, so they're continuing down the hallway. You see that uh, basically as they move forward, there's like, they're at an, an L point, right? There's a hallway straight ahead of them with doors lining the left side, of, uh, the, to their left on a wall. And then immediately to the right, there's another hallway. So they can go left or straight. And you do see uh, straight down um, that there is presumably another hallway. And then even further down, you can see that it turns right. So basically what you can assume, at least given what you can see right now, because to their right, it does end eventually and turn left. You basically, if that left hallway connects all the way at the end, you're looking at a figure eight. 
in the shape of a square. So they can move forward and like dart into the first hallway, or or they can move even further forward and dart into the second hallway. Or based on that information, yeah, I move towards Boomer, whichever way that is. Okay, so as as the swarm moves forward, uh, that middle hallway, um, all all the while, just doors lining every like. Do I hear anything coming out of these rooms? Uh, no, you don't. Okay. Um, they get to that hallway, the middle hallway. Um, in the figure eight, and you see uh, uh, large double doors that roughly resemble the doors that are behind the, the dwarf. Um, and down at the other end of that hallway, against the, the far wall, um, you see the troll. He yeah. seems like an asshole. He's, uh, he's standing there, leaning against the wall, uh, like clutching his chest and like panting. Yeah, so he gets the full package, and um, he presumably, yeah, he gets shot by the swarm while the Noisquitos do their thing. All right, so here's what happens. You, uh, you line up the shot, and you, uh, you rake, just tearing apart that area. Uh, the door behind the, the um, troll bursts into splinters. The railgun shoots through the... It's just peppered. Boomer, you hear the full package as uh, as the noise mosquitoes just start going like... Burr, 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 and like there's just like... Like uh, big, huge, uh, just like gunfire. And, and like you see the dwarf like ducking because it's like coming from right behind him. Um, as, the, as you're done shooting, you see that the uh, troll is sitting there leaning up against an invisible wall now panting and clutching his chest and uh, completely unscathed and your eyes go down a little bit and you see an arrow stabbed in the ground there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I can do anything else of use here. Unfortunately. So you've shot you've shot that shit. You, you know that he just laid down an illusion arrow there. Okay. Uh, so the swarm could still move a little bit if you wanted to get it in position behind those doors behind the dwarf or if you wanted to continue the hunt for the troll you could do either of those things. Boomer, do you have the dwarf? Yeah. All right, now it's personal. <laughs> I hunt for the troll. Okay, uh, roll a perception test for me. See if you can catch this guy as he's uh, as he's hiding somewhere up here, presumably. I got three hits. Bumbles, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could shoot that fragging troll. I'm doing my best. <laughs> if that were a real troll, he would be paced. Look, Nim, he's doing his best. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying I'd really appreciate it. You know what? I appreciate your efforts. <laughs> Thank you, Boomer. <laughs> How many hits did you get on your perception test? I got four hits. All right. Well, with four hits, uh, the swarm is uh, zooming around. Uh, it moves into the other end of that figure eight, that long hallway, and uh, looks left, looks right. And you see one of the doors down on the hallway is, is uh, ajar, and they start moving. Uh, they start moving that way as all the other doors are shut. So they'd have to shoot them down anyways. So they might as well poke their nose in that one. Sure. All right, um, Mouse. What were you doing? Um, so is this my last initiative pass? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to pop out of AR and turn on all of my jammers. Okay. Uh, yeah, you uh, you pump your directional jammers in towards the building and then turn on your area jammers that are uh, all around inside spot. So there's a significant uh, lack of signal for everyone who is not your friend. <laughs> uh, Boomer, it is your turn. 
Uh, so this human is standing here, right? Yeah, he looks more than a little terrified at the fact that you just <laughs> took all of that damage without being hurt. Boomer is going to say, my turn and uh, unload on the guy. <laughs> you unload on the guy. You uh, He is like trying to like push back away from you. So take a minus one. All right. Let's do full auto. Six. Uh, yeah, you just unload at that guy point blank and he just takes it all in the chest and falls down dead. Just completely limp. Totally, totally smoked. Oh, I guess I win that one. Uh, at the exact same time that you're doing that, uh, the dwarf is going to uh, pop out from behind his cover and uh, go doo -doo, and uh, shoot some shots at you. I need you to roll uh, two dodge tests for me, please. The second one at a minus one. First one is two. Second one is four. All right, uh, 13 damage at minus 12 armor piercing. All right, I soak up 11. So you take two physical damage. And then the uh, the other shot is 11 damage at minus 12. I soak 11. So that one, you take, you don't take any damage. Uh, yeah, uh, it seems like he shoots once and then uh, in like the exact same, uh, like, or like a split second later, he shoots the second one and they both seem to hit exactly the same spot. And uh, it actually pierces into your armor and you bleed your own blood. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this. Uh, and he uh, he grins and spins his guns around and then ducks, uh, ducks under the uh, uh, cover again. A oh, real fragging professional, mate. <laughs> uh, Nim, you doing anything particular or letting the... Uh, the thing do its uh, do, the Valkyrie do its thing. Is there anyone coming on the streets, or do I see anyone up on top of the roof again, uh, or on top of the roof of adjacent buildings? Uh, you, I won't make you roll a perception test for it. You look around, you don't see anybody. Okay. And at the moment, you don't hear any sirens, so that's good. Yeah, then I will just. Uh, All right, I need everyone to re-roll initiative. Keep healing. All right, Mouse, what did you get? 20. Boomer? 23. Bumbles? 30. Oh! And Nim? 14. Bumbles, you're first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, basically, what I'd like to do with my turn is all of the swarm minus the fly spy continues hunting the troll that I'll kill. And the fly spy starts crawling under doors to see if there's people in there. Okay, so the fly spy zips under the nearest door. That's not shot to shit. Right. Uh, yeah, it pokes its its uh, it pokes itself underneath there. Doesn't see anything. Probably has enough movement to zip over to the room adjacent. Also doesn't see anything. Meanwhile, the rest of the swarm continues barreling down that hallway. Uh, just swings in front of that door, pushes through it, and you see the mage is uh, is sitting there. Um, he's uh. He's um, knocking an arrow. He, he, uh, you see that like his shoulder looks kind of like unnaturally healed, uh, like the skin has closed a little bit, uh, and he's like kind of like cleaned the wound a little bit. 
uh, and he's like about to knock an arrow, and he looks like he's like, you know, like saying something to himself, and then like your your drones like poke in, and he like his eyes pop up, and he like moves to like try and shoot, but you're faster. I once again, I shoot the real him with the full package. <laughs> I got four hits. You succeed with one net hit. Okay. He's resisting 16 physical damage at minus eight armor piercing. Uh, yeah. Uh, he steps back. Your, um, your noisquitos kind of like swing in front of your, uh, your roto drones and start spinning around, flashing lights and like blaring noise at him. Uh, and he seems very disoriented by it. And he like, he like tries to like, dis- like he knows he needs to shoot at one of the big drones, but he's trying to see where they are. And he's like, he actually unknocks his arrow for a second to try to like see- raise his hand. And as he's raising his hand to try to see what's going on, <laughs> uh, your rail gun just hits him right in the in the uh, chest, and he goes flying back, b- bashing into the uh, into the wall, um, breaking through the door there into the bathroom, and just like lays down dead. <laughs> Boomer, get the rest of them. <laughs> On it. <laughs> All right. Getting real sick of this dwarf, Regan shooting me and actually doing something. So uh, I'm going to drop my rifle on its sling and whip out my Barrett. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to make a cold shot to his dome as soon as he pops his little dwarf head out. I mean, yeah, you uh, he has good cover against you, um, but that just gives him a bonus to his dodge. Uh, so go ahead and take a shot. And because I'm so sick of this shit, I'm going to use a point of edge. How many hits? Eight. You get one net hit. <laughs> That's all I needed. How much damage is he resisting and at what armor piercing? The 17 physical at minus nine armor. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's hunkered down there and you can kind of see him starting to stand up to like take a peek and like gain your position and you just this, this big uh, all of you wherever you are hear this uh, sound as like Boomer's fucking giant military sniper rifle just lets out and like takes a giant chunk of the of the banister off as it blows the dude's head clean off and uh, he his body rolls uh, partway down the stairs uh, Malice it's your turn um so that's not the last guy in Boomer's room though right uh, no there are still four people there's an elf up by the DJ station and three others around the pedestals I'm going to open the door to spot and close it again after I get out and run in and find something, hopefully in the hallway, like a light switch to, to data tap so I can plug in. Uh, sure. Roll a perception test for okay. it. Okay. Okay. Uh yeah, you run in, you see just a gunfight happening, you see a dwarf's uh, dead body rolling down the stairs. There's nothing in that immediate hallway, but uh, there, where, like, the chairs and, like, tables and stuff are, there's, like, you see wires going into the ground, like, uh, some sort of, like, 
basically what you would see in a restaurant for like AR menu services and stuff like that. So you can dive under one of those tables and clip a data jack on. Okay, I will do that. Is there any way to like slide under the table and like be under the booth so there's a little bit of cover? Yeah, yeah, no, you you can get well into cover underneath booth and table and and just like squirrel yourself in there and clip a data tap on to get a direct connection to this host. Sure, and then is is that a full complex or do I have any more? Uh, All the matrix actions are complex. Except for to switch into VR? Oh, yeah, you can do that. Okay, I'm out. (laughs) All right, cool, you drop into VR. Mouse, also roll sneaking for me. Urban sneaking? It is, in fact, urban sneaking. You are in a warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if any of these soldiers noticed you. Oof, uh, they most certainly did. Uh, Two. Uh, Boomer, they all shoot at you. It doesn't seem like they noticed Mouse. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Mouse, they were very distracted unloading gunfire at Boomer and seeing Boomer pull out a a sniper rifle. You just kind of ducked in during the the muzzle flashes and and got yourself uh, uh, underneath one of the booths. It wasn't purposeful, but if anybody asks, I'll try to figure a way to make it sound like it was. All right, uh, Boomer, I'm going to have to resolve this as four different attacks. There's three humans and one elf remaining because you killed one human. So, uh, attack number one, no modifier to your dodge. Not even for cover? Uh, yeah, you are, uh, against these guys, you are behind good cover, so you have a plus four. First one is four. Second. Shit, two. Third one, seven. Fourth one, one. All right, Boomer. Uh, you avoid you avoid two of the attacks, but you do get hit from two other guys. Uh, so the first one's gonna be ten physical at minus twelve, as they triple tap. Yeah, I, I save it. Okay. Uh, the next one is going to be eleven damage at minus twelve armor. Save that one as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, the four remaining uh, Yakuza soldiers. Uh, unload on you. A couple of them hit. Uh, they seem to be hitting like in, cl- in like tight clusters, uh, making uh, taking very careful aim to try and like pierce through your armor by hitting the same spot multiple times. But not quite enough. Doesn't quite pierce through. Nim, your turn. I would like to use a meta link to call. Uh, basically, what I want to do is call in uh, a fake report about seeing a large amount of drugs going into the the five and six tap room. Okay. So you pull out your Metalink and uh, dial 911. Mm-hmm. And uh, please up, 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yeah. Um, I just was, was over by the five and six tap room and I, I saw something really strange. I, I saw these, these guys and, and there was a, a pickup truck and uh, they, they had a tarpaulin over it, and um, they, they went around the back. Uh, it just it looked really suspicious, and uh, I, th- I think it was, was drug-related. Uh, ma'am, did you actually see drugs in the back of the truck? Well, I mean, I've never seen, you know, like, kilos of drugs before, but there were packages, and they were taking them inside, and they were wrapped in, in cellophane. Uh, go ahead and roll con at a minus two. That's seven hits. All right, man. Thank, ma'am, thank you for this report. Um, 
uh, we'll send uh, some officers that way. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thank you. And uh, and uh, they also like they're like. And what's your name? And you give them a fake name, and everything's fine. <laughs> Bumbles, it's your turn. <laughs> Uh, okay, can the drone swarm get back to the entryway this pass? Uh, to... To the room where Boomer is. Uh, yeah, so they they zoom back to, like, the center of that figure eight, uh, that is the hallways of the upstairs. Uh, you get there, and, uh, you take a quick look, and you notice that the, uh, uh, these doors... Have a rather large hole from a high-caliber bullet in them? I mean, yes, they have that. <laughs> uh, but they, but they are also, um... The swinging doors? They are swinging doors, so your drones can just push right through them. Great. They do that. Uh, Boomer, you see as the uh, the red doors uh, behind the now-dead dwarf push open and the swarm comes th- flowing through. Um, <laughs> Here comes the cavalry. Uh, all, of the, all of the remaining Yakuza perhaps conveniently clustered three of them are one is pretty close to you it's the elf that's uh, on the elevated dj station i think boomer can get one guy are the people clustered like very close to mouse in perhaps say grenade range uh grenade range yes many people in this room are technically in grenade range mouse is pretty well covered from it though yeah okay i'm gonna shoot a bunch of grenades at those three folks uh, the fly spy um, continues searching rooms. Uh, yeah, yeah. The fly spy goes into three more rooms. No one in them. Uh, they are like they're like nice. They they're like nice. They're uh, nicely furnished rooms uh, um, with like good tritio displays, nice beds. Uh, it's uh, you know if you didn't think this was if you didn't know this was a Bunraku parlor, you would have thought they were pretty classy. Cool grenades. <laughs> yes. That's five hits. The other guns go like laying down this like covering fire, like funneling the guy, uh, funneling the three guys into like uh, in between two of the uh, uh, pedestals, and then there's and uh, the two grenades uh, land exactly where you want them, right in the group, uh, right in the three of them. Um, And they start running and diving for cover. They manage to get uh, two meters away. Um, before the grenades explode, uh, like they hit the ground and just detonate right away. Mouse, I need you to resist six damage at minus two to your armor. Boomer, I'm not going to bother having you roll to resist this, because by the time it gets to you, there's no way it can hurt you. Um, uh, so that's three. Okay, you take three stun damage. Your body just gets, like, basically the, uh... uh, This concussion. The table you're, the table you're under... Uh, like you're underneath a table in a booth and the table breaks and falls on top of you <laughs> and like pins you to the ground uh, you know bruising you but you don't feel it right now because you're in VR boomer you feel the warmth of the of the flame as the uh, as the edges of this explosion uh, rake over you uh, bumbles you watch as the all of the pedestals in that area just like blow up and in the inferno uh, the elf at the top uh, nearby the DJ station ducks back behind for cover as like the flames kind of lick the front of the DJ station wall scorched kind of buckles slightly um, and uh, many of the tables and chairs just completely conflagrated uh, as are the three Yakuza soldiers who are now charred and dismembered corpses Cool. You're up, Boomer. Uh, Mouse, uh, you are before Boomer. What you got? Cool. Um, I would like... So um, I'm going to hack on the fly, like, 
get three marks and own it. Okay. Yeah, you got your three marks. Yeah, you could have bought hits. I realized as I picked up the dice, this is a rating three device your your data tapped into. You don't need to roll for it. You got your three marks. Okay, cool. That's my turn. Okay. <laughs> um, you do have access to the host, uh, and you can see through the cameras, and you can see uh, the, there's an external camera. That, or there's two external cameras in the front of the building that look either uh, down either side of the street, and you see some headlights approaching. Boomer, it's your turn. This elf is trying to clamber out from behind the uh, uh, DJ station to run under the drones and try to get the fuck out of here. Oh, he's running. I shoot him. Uh, called shot face. Seven. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, he barely makes it clambering over the like the banister onto the stairwell to duck under the drones as you just pop his head off and he falls down almost on top of the dead dwarf. Oh, I don't get to use this much. All right. Uh, we are out of initiative. Are there any more rooms where the Unraku slaves could be? Uh, I mean, the fly spy is making uh, a quick time of searching all of the different rooms. There doesn't seem to be any. Uh, there is like a door underneath the stairs that leads to like a, a basement area, like a cellar. Um, and uh, uh, Boomer, you can go and check that. And there, It's just empty. Uh, it's like storage and stuff. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, like liquor and stuff like that. Tons of tons of supplies to like keep the bar and, and the equipment going. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Any top shelf in there? Yeah. I grab a couple. There was some top shelf at the bar on the ground floor, but it's all broken and charred now. It ignited. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, don't want it's, that. It's, uh, it's pretty messy in there. Um, so there's nothing... Um, so there's nothing uh, like on the interior cameras or like a... Uh, there are interior cameras for every single room. Uh, hidden cameras in the corner of every single room. Uh, and they are all empty. Okay, and there's... Except for there's a dead troll in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I and, smile. <laughs> um, okay, and there's no, like, plans or anything that I can pull off of this house that, that are, like, um, hidden rooms or anything like that? There's... Uh, I mean, you have three marks. You have pretty thorough access to this host. Um, there, it's... It's what you're seeing. What you're seeing is what you're getting. It is empty and thoroughly damaged. Um, and those headlights are getting very, very close, very, very fast. Okay, it's time to go. Bumbles, um... I'm, I got it. Don't worry. Okay. All right, Bumbles, you jump out of the car and... Oh, no. I'm going to do something I've wanted to do since that time we fought a harvester. I'm going to pop out of VR in mm -hmm. the West Wind. I'm going to roll down the window... And I'm going to drive along the side of the building and spray rating 10 explosive foam on it. Uh, go ahead and roll a driving test at a minus four uh, due to the difficult terrain of the uh, of the like alleyways as you're trying to like zip away from the uh, uh, the like dumpster and then zip back in to try and continue the string of uh, explosive foams. And also you have to like stay very close uh, to the building. Um also, once everyone is back in spot, I tell him to drive home. Uh, I grab that deck, just in case. Sure. You grab the deck. Uh, uh, Boomer, you're, you've got your top shelf liquor. You're starting to make your way. Um, those headlights are basically here, and it's not a cop car. Is it Yakuza? I mean, it is a large, probably armored SUV, black. Okay, I'm going to get marks on it. Okay, go ahead and roll hacking. 
I prep a grenade. I got six hits to drive. Well, the threshold was five for you not to fuck this up. So, yeah. Uh, while everyone's getting ready, you are... Uh, we <laughs> You are doing the impossible, driving right up against the the building while holding out a can of, uh, of explosive foam, and you're spraying it on the wall, and then you power slide and, readjust and uh, recorrect so that you're right there at the corner again and continue. You power slide, you do it again, you power slide, you do it again, you do one more pass for good measure. At this point, everyone's like, made it you know pretty much so that they're ready to go and jump in spot and uh that car is almost on you guys i'd like to cast heal on myself sure <laughs> go <Force> for it. <laughs> <laughs> i would like to throw a grenade underneath the oncoming car but uh i'm gonna hold on to hold off detonating it so you're gonna try and land the grenade to where you think the car might stop yeah okay um roll a throwing test for me let's call it a minus four called shot you know what? Let's make this awesome. I'm going to use my last point of edge. Mouse, how many hits did you get on getting a mark? Eight. Uh, you, it's three. Yeah, on getting three marks? Eight. You got three marks, Mouse. Okay. Um, I'm going to shut the car off real quick. Sure, yeah. You can spoof command to make it, uh, like, you know, the make the engine turn off. Yeah. Uh, Boomer, what did you get? Three. It lands exactly where you want it. It Sweet. did not scatter enough. And then the and then the headlights go out and the car like the engine that's like goes and it starts coasting and like you hear like the the brakes starting to like uh, go and the the car stops. Um, where's the swarm? Uh, it's made its way back into spot. Okay, um, Nim, what'd you get on heel? I got all four. Cool. Resist drain. Uh, Boomer, you've tossed a grenade. Uh, the brakes uh, like slow down the car uh, as the engine is stopped, um, and uh, it lands. Your grenade rolls right to the front of the uh, car, right under the engine block, uh, and uh, the car doors open up, and um, you see uh, two yakuza jump out of the front. Uh, one out of the passenger, one out of the driver's seat. Uh, they are obviously yakuza. They're wearing uh, uh, like probably armored suits. They have. Uh, pistols that they're leveling at you guys and then the back door opens up and you see Takeo step out uh, and uh, he has uh, in his hand uh, in his um, uh, in one hand a pistol and in the other hand he shoves forward uh, a young woman and he puts a gun to her head I would like to level my Barrett I'm going to step out of spot okay I'm going to target lock <laughs> Okay, uh, what are you target locking? Takeo. Okay. And it'll work for anything, including spot. I've driven around the thing. Where am I in relation to this car? Uh, in the Mach 5. You're probably about to come out the alleyway after your final pass. Behind them or in front of them? In front. They, they haven't made it to the... Uh, uh, they're like next door, basically. So you're going to come out the alleyway in front of them, nearby your team. Okay. Bumbles, can you take care of the two gentlemen in the front? Yes. All right. All right. I'm going to assume, Bumbles, that uh, that as soon as this happened and, like, the standoff happened, you slammed on the brake, so you're in the alley waiting, like... Yeah, and then I plugged my head into the dashboard. <laughs> sure. You are Mach, the Mach 6 now. Mouse, who were you target locking? I was 
target locking to KO and I hand it over to Bumbles and then I'm going to pull up that accounting information that I found all those errors in. All right. So what is everyone doing? Uh, you have a, a brief moment. They're, they're shouting for you guys to lay down arms or the, or the uh, girl gets it. All right, Bumbles, let's do this. We don't got time. Okay. So the swarm. I take the shot. Shoots, so as Boomer shoots, the swarm shoots the guy. So looking, if I'm staring at the front of this car, if I'm understanding correctly, there's two goons on sort of the front half and behind the goon. Uh, the passenger side goon. Okay. Is Takeo and an innocent woman. Okay, so the swarm flies off of a spot in such a way as to get a good angle on the goon to shoot the goon without real danger of hitting the woman. And then I, from my car, shoot the other guy with the gun on my car. On the Mach 6? Yes. All right. Uh, so roll both of those shots for me, Bumbles. Roll the shot for me, uh, Boomer. You're at a minus four. All right, so Bumbles, your attack, you with the car are attacking the guy in front of Takeo, and the swarm is attacking the guy who's not in front of Takeo, right? If that's the best way to not be in danger of hitting the woman, then yes. No. Uh, the swarm is better off shooting the guy in front of Takeo by moving to the left as you swing out and shoot the guy on the right. Right, okay. Yeah, so that we do that. Okay. Uh, what did you get against the guy on the right when you shot at him with your car? I got four hits. Okay. Uh, what's the damage on that? Before net hits, it's 11 physical damage and minus 6 armor piercing. All right, you have uh, 2 net hits. So it's 13 physical at minus 6 armor piercing. Okay, and then you're against the guy in front of Takeo with the drones? I got 7 hits. All right, that's 2 net hits. 17 physical damage at minus 8 armor piercing. And Boomer, what did you get against Takeo? 5. All right, so that's 3 net hits. How much damage is he resisting? 17p... Minus 10 armor. Uh, yeah, so uh, in an instant, as they're shouting, uh, Boomer just calmly raises his rifle and uh, gives uh, Bumbles the signal. Bumbles the swarm uh, swings to the left and uh, shoots uh, across the car, hitting the guy in front of Takeo. Um, at the exact same time, you swing out into the street, power sliding and shooting with the uh, uh, with the gun on top of the uh, uh, of the Mach Six, uh, nailing the guy on the right, taking him out. And at that exact same moment, there's a loud cracking shot as Boomer shoots, and the bullet whizzes right past the woman's head and uh, and hits Takeo in the forehead, blowing uh, blowing the back half of his head off, and he falls down dead. What's... I drop my rifle and I run out to the woman. Come on, come on, come on, let's go. And she's like, no, no, I'm supposed to be here. What are you doing? Oh, friggin' hell. I pick mm. her up and take her. And she's fighting and you hear other uh, screams shouting from inside the uh, uh, inside the car. Uh, Nim yeah. still looks like Takeo. And she's going to go over to the woman. Uh, and she looks at you and she's like, Help! I, I'm here to help. This is my associate. That was uh, an imposter who had you, and we're going to take you uh, uh, to where you're supposed to be now. All right. Um, how, you have tw 20 con dice, right? Yes. Before any modifiers Before like situational modifiers, like the fact that you, know, you have the upper hand in the situation and you look like Takeo. Yes. I believe you can buy enough hits to convince this persona fix person. <laughs> um, can you deliver a similar speech? To the contents of their car. 
Yes, yeah, I can definitely do that. Yeah, you open it up and you see five uh, extremely scared girls. I'm going to turn to the girls. Uh, Is this all of you girls? I I realize I'm I'm very sorry. There was an imposter who had, you know, had kidnapped you, but I'm here now. It's, I'm Takeo. And uh, one of them jumps up and wraps her arms around you. And she's like, thank you, thank you. And she starts trying to make out with you. (laughs) (laughs) Later, maybe, maybe later. Uh, And she stops. She's like, okay. And is like sickeningly like like sexual in the way that she like looks at you and like pushes her arms together and like pouts her lip is is this everyone it doesn't feel like it's everyone this this is all we had this is the this we're the we're the starting crew oh i guess i'm my silly me the new shipment hasn't arrived yet has it i don't i don't know i don't know anything about that right well uh the rest of you uh if everything's okay uh we're we're all set now. We're gonna uh, take you um, over. Um, we're not we're not using this building anymore. We're going to use a different building. Whatever you say, Takeo. Uh, Bumbles. What's up? Would you like them to stay in this car? That might be for the best, and I'll just sort of you know drive it remotely. Great, ladies. I'm going to ride with you in this car. I'm gonna call Doc really quick. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um. It wouldn't be very good if we brought some people down into the orc underground that were, like, sex slaves, right? Because they need to be fixed. Wait. (laughs) You have... What are you... Sex slaves? Yeah, they're, like, um, persona controlled. Oh, frick. Uh, Yeah, bring them in. I'll I'll meet you at the tunnel. Uh, How far out are you? An hour? All right. I'll see you then. Bye. Cool. <laughs> we drive a safe distance away. All of the cars stop. And then I blow up the building. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you do that. Uh, you guys get a little bit down. You can see the building uh, several blocks down. And then the cars stop, reverse, turn around to face. <laughs> and uh, and the girls are like, what are we waiting for, Takeo? <gasps> And uh, the building just fucking demolishes, uh, just in a giant pillar of fire. Um, and uh, the cars back up, turn around, and continue driving. And as they're driving away, you guys hear sirens slowly <laughs> approaching. <laughs> All right, play cool. Uh, they're they're approaching from the opposite direction. You're you're going. I drive casual. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna contact Yama. No, I, I I'll do that. Okay. Um. Who's inside uh, uh, inside the car that Takeo was driving? Uh, I am. Okay, so the girls are trying to fawn over you and, like, give you sexual favors, but as soon as you tell them not to, they just kind of sit there like, like dolls and wait for you to tell them what to do. Um, and uh, in between the driver and the passenger seat, kind of, like, stuffed in there, you see, uh, uh, like, a, a short samurai sword, like a wakashazi um, poking up. Uh, and, uh, it's real, real nice. And, uh, and, um, it seems, it seems strange. It kind of like just stands out. Like none of the Yakuza were really carrying like samurai swords and, uh, and maybe this is a Yakuza sword or what, but it has like a, it has like a, a very unique looking symbol on it. Like, a like a, a boar leaping through, um, a floral leaf border, uh, like, uh, uh, the floor board is like a pentagon, uh, and the board is like leaping through it, and it's like a yellow on black, um, and that's like the only thing of note that's in the car besides the women. I'd like to ascend it. 
Sure. Uh, you you with one hit you can get enough information. It is not magical. And is is the boar? Is that something we have seen anywhere? Is that like does it look like it's gang related or does it look like it might be corporation related? Um, does anyone have any like? Japanese culture, not language, but actual like culture, anything related to Japanese culture. All right. The most you can get is that it's like probably a crest of some kind. Um, but like it doesn't like in the like briefings that had to do with uh, these various these two Yakuza clans. That's definitely not the the, the crest of mm-hmm. the Yamaguchi Gumi. Hey, hey, Boomer, uh, just so you know that this this sword is is in here. So, you know, if you do end up calling Yama relatively soon. Um, you might want to show him this. I'll send him a, a picture of the uh, crest. Good timing. I was just getting ready to call. Mouse is already plugged in the number, so Yama picks up. Here you go. Thanks, Mouse. Hello, Boomer. Yeah, uh, job's done. Good. I heard the explosion from here. I was hoping that was you. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. Uh, also saved a bunch of... Uh, Slaves. So we're going to go deal with that real quick before. Uh, Do you need any assistance with that? If you got anything, you can. You got anything to help out? Get these get these poor gals back on the right track. That'd be much appreciated. Of course, I can. I can send some of my men to pick them up whenever. Uh, just give me a coordinates and I can I can see to it. All right. Uh, we're going to take them to docks first. See. See if there's anything he can do as well. Hmm. Doc is a good man. Uh, send him my regards. Will do. Uh, yeah, my one more thing. Of course. Uh, anything you can tell me about this crest? This is found in uh, one of the X cars. Uh, you send it through, and there's a pause, and he goes, oh, That's strange. That is not a Yakuza symbol. Well, Where did you find this? It was in a car that was bringing the slaves. I'm assuming it belonged to Takeo. Perhaps in the possession of Takeo, but I doubt it belonged to him. That symbol is oh. old, ancient, in fact. It is, uh, it's the crest of the Mazashi clan, a reclusive and ancient sect of assassins, originating in Japan, but at this point they've spread all around the world. Oh. I find it extremely hard to believe that Takeo is a member. Are we going to get killed for having this sword? No. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I would doubt it. Okay. Though if someone asks for it... Probably give it to him? Yes. That seems like the safer bet. The the Masashi clan is one of great honor, and they wouldn't kill you out of spite if you simply found one of their heirlooms. Cool. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for now. I'll get back in touch with you. Of course. And uh, he hang- he hangs up. And as soon as he does, each one of you gets uh, 21,300 new yen. Everyone except for Boomer, because uh, he waived his fee and transferred it to you guys. Uh, and uh, along with that payment, you also get an encrypted file that is a list of all of the Yakuza casinos scattered around uh, Seattle. And with that, we will end the session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. 
Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.